Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, you know, I have the weather forecast right in front of me, and for whatever reason, I just don't. Oh, look. Steve, how is it outside? Uh, nice and chilly. It's going to be like four to six inches of snow over the next day. And I nah, I don't think it's going to be that much. Well, it's said to. I'm That's what bu- Dan Brown said. Dan Brown. What does Dan Brown know about no weather? He knows a lot about weather. Man, what a show today. I would tell you everything that's going on, but it's going to take me at least to two or three minutes to figure it out. I'm sure somebody will come in here hogging a comedy show. I'm sure that's true. It's 534 with Bax and Nate. Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Night Ranger with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, and I will tell you in uh, just one second, uh, cloudy today with a high of 36. Tomorrow's mix of sun and clouds with a high of 37. It is 19 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, you've got to go right into yeah, it. Yeah, you go right into it. There you, yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, well. yeah. Oh, you know what? That's my fault. All right. That's my fault. All right. Okay. Ready? Okay. One, okay. two, three. Yes. Go! Yeah. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio's latest film has sparked outrage after a homeless community in Sacramento was given less than a day to evacuate before a major rainstorm. Despite the looming storm, the homeless community living at Cesar Chavez Park, lovely this time of year, yeah. were said to be forcefully removed from their tents to make way for the DiCaprio film, which has been temporarily titled BC Project with director Paul Thomas Anthony. While filming uh, for DiCaprio's project was set, to take, was set to take place on Sunday, officials cleared half a dozen tents and their occupants from the park on Thursday. The removal took place in less than 24 hours after attention to vacate signs were posted on the tents around the park. You're an eviction notice. Here for the tent. You know why? Not to save you from the rain, but to make way for uh, uh, Oscar winner uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. They've never had a tent city on a red carpet? I guess not. It's too uh, bad. While those affected by the removal were offered temporary housing at a Sacramento shelter, locals were outraged by the sudden removal, particularly due to severe weather impacting the area. Uh, atmospheric rivers caused torrential downpours across California, resulting in severe flooding and mudslides. Crystal Sanchez, the president of the Sacramento Homeless Union, criticized the city's lack of preparation and for going through with the removal despite weather conditions. You know, maybe we should try to establish a... Uh homeless paparazzi give them a little sense of glamour a little sense of glitz oh like taking like snapshots from the side yeah yeah you tell some guy uh, under some under a cardboard box you know work it just just go on tiktok you can see hundreds of those videos of people walking through all the homeless people in california hey look at this it's like a it's like a it's like a big giant city i know i just like you know treat it like it's the golden globes every time you walk through a tent city I would like that. Yeah. Hand out, start handing out awards. Have them work the camera. What? Who are you wearing? I wish I could remember that guy who used to do the Bum Olympics. 
He wasn't from around here. Yeah, right. But he would do. He would travel all over the country and do the uh, shotgun and the beers and all this other stuff. It's good events. Uh, Kristen Stewart, yeah, yes, uh, exploiting uh, the homeless is uh, always a, a good thing to do. For the for the benefit of good old fashioned yeah. healthy competition, sure. I always kind of wanted to give away those uh, Steve Nagel is my safe word shirts to the guys standing on the traffic <laughs> islands. I just keep forgetting to bring them with me. I don't have cash, but I have these great T-shirts. Hey, listen, this will uh, increase your income over the course. I bet you it would. I bet you'd somebody see that Steve Nagel is my safe word shirt, and then they would uh, they would donate more. Time to pull those out of the garage, Steve. Uh, Chris, it's in the basement. Kristen Stewart uh, posed for the uh, cover of Rolling Stone wearing nothing but an open leather vest and a jock strap. That, along with her mullet, makes a pretty strong statement. Hmm. To me, that the statement that that makes is, I couldn't find all my clothes this morning. I just threw on whatever was laying around the house. <laughs> uh, that statement is, I want to do the gayest thing you've ever seen in your life. Again, I don't think I don't see that as gay. I just see that as unorganized. <laughs> that says to me you woke up late and didn't have a chance to, right. to, to really get dressed up. Uh, if I could grow a little mustache, I uh, if I could grow uh, a happy trail and unbutton my pants, I would. In the cover story, Kristen talks about uh, starting a family with her fiance Dylan Meyer, and it sounds like she's serious about it. I don't know what my family's going to look like, but there's no effing way that I don't start acquiring children. I really want that to happen. To acquire children? What is she got like a white panel van or something? Well, she's in a same-sex relationship, so it's, it's it's like. But I wouldn't even adopting. I wouldn't call that acquiring. No, it's almost like you're collecting something. Yeah, they're not like yadros. Yeah, or uh, the precious moments. What were those little uh, the beanie babies? Yeah, be- <laughs> little beanie babies. <laughs> you separate the valuable ones yeah. from the non-valuable ones. Uh, Jason Isaacs said the young cast in uh, Harry Potter smoked and drank uh, at a, quote, industrial pace. In other words, a lot. He played uh, Draco's dad, uh, Lucius Malfoy. Uh, Jason says, uh, quote, it was always strange going back to the films where they were a couple years older than the last time I saw them and I would treat them how they had been previously. So treating a 14-year-old like a 12-year-old wasn't great, and when they were 18 and we treated them like they still weren't allowed to smoke or drink, that was odd. Daniel Radcliffe had previously talked about having drinking problems when he was younger. But we've heard, how many times have we heard that with child actors and how they just become adults overnight because that's... Well, think about, you think about the pressure those kids are under, especially like a Daniel Radcliffe who's got, literally got to carry like eight movies on his back. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot to ask. That is a lot to ask. But but most of those kids, I, I can't remember. It was that 90s um, documentary. And I think it was the the kid from Saved by the Bell, uh, the blonde-haired kid. Uh, I can't remember his uh, name off the top uh, of uh, Yeah, right. That, he was like, yeah, they said, uh, hey, uh, you want a beer after the show? Like the, the like the, all, the, all the crew on the set, he was 12 years old, and they were giving him booze. Yeah. That would be illegal in nearly any other part of society. Yeah, but it's Hollywood. They can do whatever they want out there. Yeah, they're so lucky. Uh, Sarah Snook says her Succession co-star Brian Cox had a habit of flying into terrifying diabetic rages on the set. Uh, She's not sure if he was totally serious, but Brian has admitted that he gets hangry because of his condition. You know, one of the other things I read about, he's like one of those method actors. Right. And he will get 
he he purposely was fasting knowing that his diabetes would make him angry and that's how he played the part of Logan Roy. I thought that that's yeah. pretty good. That's why he was doing those uh, uh McDonald's commercials. He, he was doing McDonald's. He was voicing those McDonald commercials for a while. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, he was. yeah, oh. and that was to help him, you know, you know, get his uh, his blood sugar regulated by talking about McDonald's. No, he got paid in in hamburgers. Oh, is that what it is? Just like we get paid in uh, Dunkachinos all the time. That's right. Yeah, you want like, one? I got one. Says where I can get one anytime you want. He'd go into like this diabetic uh, thing, and all of a sudden, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian shared some TikTok pics from the early Valentine's Day party she threw for her daughter North last week that included games, flowers, heart-shaped balloons, and red tents with white stripes. Wow. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I saw white tri- white stripes across something was when Ray J basted the, my liver flaps with nizzle drizzle in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. I'm not even going to tell you what part made me laugh. I'm not even going to tell you. Liver flaps or nizzle drizzle? I really don't want to say. Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once took a job with the prestigious firm Brown Wrinkle and Rimlicker. (laughs) Her biggest client was the Harry Grundle account. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that after she put in a full day's work, my grease slot was so clean, I was able to whistle Andy Griffith's theme and eat an apple at the same time. And that's your Hollywood <laughs> trash for Rock 102. Ah! Love is You from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service. At every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but the NBA All-Star Weekend is this weekend. And while I can see her all day and talk about it, I prefer to talk about what just happened in games that actually mean something. Oh, sure, it's fun to talk about the various yet meaningless showboating activities that will be going on in Indianapolis over the next couple of days. But I'm fixated on what happened last night in Boston during the final game before the break. Last night, the Boston Celtics became only the third team in NBA history to win a game by 50 points twice in a season. Last night, the Celtics beat the living sweet holy bejesus out of the Brooklyn Nets by a score of 136-86 to at the Garden. The last time they beat a team that badly was back in November 1st when they spanked the Indiana Pacers 155-104. to They now join the 1992-93 Sacramento Kings and the 1978-79 Milwaukee Bucks as the only teams to unload a 50-point smackdown on two separate occasions in the same season. To make matters more incredible, the Celtics have beaten the Nets in back-to-back games, having slapped them around on the road Tuesday night in Brooklyn. At least that time, the Nets Nets kept it close, losing only by an eight-point margin. Look, we all know the Celtics have the best record in the NBA. They just cranked out six wins in a row. They lead the Eastern Conference by six games. And oh yeah, it's also true that the Nets just aren't that good of a basketball team. But you've just been handed a 50-point loss, a game in which you're trailing the Boston Celtics by 36 points at the half. If you're Brooklyn head coach Jacques Vaughn, what are you supposed to say? Hey, fellas, what do you say we pick up the defense in the second half? Or, hey, how about we try scoring some points instead? If it were me, I'd be telling my my, uh, players, hey, let's just get on the bus and go home. Because that would be the only thing crossing my mind during a 50-point beatdown. Because it would be to get back home and forget that such a game ever actually happened. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Neat paint at 7 o'clock in the morning? Go to Rocky's at Liberty Street. Steve-O, the new paint advisor, wants to meet you. 
Steve-O is a seasoned paint pro ready to work with your painting crew. Good people like Steve-O and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613, and Joan Jett with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 37. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, yesterday was uh, was uh, Valentine's Day. Was and, it? Yeah, and so, you know, that's a big day for other people. But you know what yesterday also was? What? Yesterday was the uh, the final day of demolition of the Eastfield Mall. Oh, what a heartbreaker. It's all gone. Yeah. It's all knocked down. I can't tell you how many uh, countless hours I spent in that place, you know, roaming around and saying, my God, there's nothing in this mall anymore. Well, uh, well, how many years was that going on for? Probably 15 or 20? At least 15 years where I said, yeah. God, there's nothing in this mall. I uh, I remember when it was in its, uh, its sort of heyday. Mm-hmm. Again, in, in the 90s. Yeah, no. You know, that thing was uh, bustling. They uh, they had all kinds of stuff. You couldn't even get near anywhere near a mall. That one or the fa- or the Fairfield Mall mm-hmm. or uh, and all the malls are gone. Yeah. It's uh you know, it's you know, I grew up in a time when you know going to the mall was like that was the that was like the social event of the week. You 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 you, you work uh, you go to school all week long. Yeah, you know, you're you're tough in the the halls of your high school. Yeah. The only thing to do was to go to the mall. That's just what we did. And yeah. it's you know, and it's uh, and with the Eastfield Mall, you know, you're 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 tearing down this place that had been you know around for years and years and years as a primary retail destination. They're knocking it all down so they can give you some more retail to go through. Do you remember when you could smoke in the mall? I remember people smoking in the mall. I was never a smoker. But but I, I but you could just walk right down the middle of the uh, in in the mall and, yeah. and had ashtrays like everywhere, which I th- always thought was weird. Do you re- are you old enough to remember when um, they put non-smoking sections in restaurants, and it was usually like one or two tables like at the furthest part of the restaurant. Uh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I mean it's like. You almost felt like you were targeted by accepting a non-smoke by accepting the non-smoking tables. Oh. Like you're like you know what's wrong with you that you're not enjoying all this lung cancer. You know, if my dad were alive today, he would be uh, he would be just livid that you weren't able to smoke anywhere. Like the, it, he grew up in that era where you could just light up. You know, in your office, you could light up. You could light up. You could walk in somewhere and start and just start smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I I, I remember that. I remember yeah. the, the the my first job. There were people smoking, like in every office. Yeah, they were smoking. And then, uh, do you remember when? Uh, what was the name of the place? It was it was called Woody's Brick Oven Brick Oven Pizza. It was out in Westfield. Yeah. Right. So we we go, and it was right around the time where they just started eliminating smoking from places. So we go over there and meet for dinner because I was going to school there, and I met up with my parents to go for dinner, and he got livid when they told him there was no smoking inside of that restaurant. In a a place that was wood-firing pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was mad. He and he was and he and he he would give attitude to the server who didn't deserve any of that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, he should have been more mad at your state legislature legislators for for allowing that to happen if that was so important to you. Not take it out on the server who's yeah. making two dollars an hour serving you your uh, your your seventh uh, old fashioned. 
we, we got going on there. We had a, a smoking section, uh, like a smoking area in our high school. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had a lounge too. It wasn't a, it wasn't really a lounge, but it was like a if you can imagine it, our high school was kind of shaped like a uh like, a, like almost in a circular fashion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, actually, yeah, it had like this big courtyard in the middle of it. Yeah, and you'd have all these kids smoking, right? You know, in the middle of it, and 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 not just a couple of kids. All of the kids. Like yeah. hundreds of kids yeah. would be smoking yeah. outside. Just a big giant cloud going up above them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, did you ever walk into like the teacher's lounge in your high school? Yeah, they used to smoke in that too. It was like you could, the air was gray. There was so much smoking going on in that in that teacher's lounge. Like that was, there was no lunch going on. There was just smoking. When I was a, when I was a freshman, up in Syracuse, uh, when I was a freshman, they had a smoking lounge for the seniors. Like, if you were a senior, you mm-hmm. could go into this one room and go smoke. But then by the time I became a sophomore, New York State was just like, ah, you know what? No more smoking anywhere in any public place. And and for good reason, too. There's really – I mean, th- that smell is, is really obnoxious when you're not uh, participating in that. You know, that's but a you very – but, but, okay. but back in the day, though, yeah, it wasn't. It was just an accepted stink because that you smelled it all the time. So once, you were once, used to it. Once people started, once you, once you started eliminating that from public buildings, then you no longer. They, yeah. Then you could really tell. And then when you actually smelled that that smell of of like a lot of smokers all over, then then it became then that stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. As opposed to like I don't like I rarely remember having fresh air as a child. Yeah, I, w- my parents smoked. Yeah. Uh, they smoked in the car. The windows the were wind roll- rolled up. Windows what is that rolled all up. About you what know? was that all about? The rolled up windows. I remember being, you know, probably twenty or twenty. I was twenty one, yeah. and I was, you know, still living at my parents' house after after college, and they were like doing the snowbird thing, going back and forth to Florida. So, you know, he wake, my dad wakes me up. He's like, all right, you got to drive us to the airport. So it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. He's like, I'll drive. You can, you know, relax a little bit in the back uh, uh, and sit there until we get to the airport. And then you can drive home. Yeah. Not a bad deal, right? You don't have to drive both ways. But as I'm sitting there, both of them, my parents were like just chain smoking without with the window rolled up. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Roll the window down. No, no, it's too cold outside. Yeah, it's too cold outside. Well, there's it, it's yeah. too, it's too cancery in here. I I don't know. Can you change that? I I told the story before. I remember you know, going to my grandparents' house, and my uh, my grandfather would always smoke the unfiltered camels. Oh yeah. yeah. And the one day, uh, my grandmother accidentally bought him camels with a filter on. Oh it. man, and she so must have gotten her ass. He was so angry, but he was just sitting there at the kitchen table. With a pair of scissors, cutting all the filters, cutting all the filters off, off yeah. and telling me, filters are for sissies. <laughs> and how did <laughs> he like, die? Uh, probably from uh, many years of smoking. Mesothelioma. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah was any number of uh, you know, embolisms that may have happened at yeah. once. But it was still like, you know, that was, you know, that was the mindset of every adult in America. It's yeah. like, you know, what do you, what do you mean I can't? smoke indoors anymore well you got to remember the tobacco companies had a big hold on you know the tobacco lobbyists had a big hold on congress and all that stuff back then yeah you know before before people actually started suing the tobacco companies going hey uh remember that thing you had with that cool camel and a band (laughs) 
Well, he gave me cancer, damn it. Yeah. You know, that that kind of thing. So it's, I guess it's weird. It's like, you know, when I smell cigarette smoke, mm-hmm. um, especially like if it's outdoors, because it's a different smell yeah. like cigarette smoke outdoors, you know, to me. That's like one of those smells that takes you back to your childhood. Yeah. It's not like it. And it's not really a nostalgic one because it didn't smell that great back then either. But right. it, it, it triggers some. You know, some memory process in your head to say, oh, that reminds me of a simpler time. Oh, uh, yeah. Wasn't that a, such a great time oh, back man. then? Wherever, nobody nobody cared about uh, any kind of uh, disease growing inside of your lungs. Or emphysema, your- birth defects. Those were the good old oh, days. Oh, yeah. You look like an old catcher's mitt. It's uh, 622 with Rock 102. Boston just birthed the myth. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Mix of sunny clouds today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 37. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, what? Uh, no, nothing. I got to, I got nothing here. Well, uh, Dan Brown gives you the full forecast. Like a, like a detailed one coming up. Um, did you see the story uh, no. from... Uh, that's actually, it happened on Tuesday, but the you know, 22 was reporting it last night. Yeah. There's a new uh, fast food restaurant open up in Enfield. Uh, it's called uh, Raisin Canes. It's basically yeah. a, it's basically a place that uh, sells chicken fingers and crinkle cut fries. That's okay. it. the The line uh, for this place was like around the block, uh, in Enfield, like hundreds and hundreds of cars lining up to get into this place. Yeah. Like nobody in Enfield has ever had a chicken finger in their life. Well, you know the thing I always say about those is wait till the uh, wait till the what do they call that wears off uh wait until the uh, yeah wait until the, the novelty of it yeah, all yeah, 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 kind yeah, of yeah. wanes i i would wait at least three months before I, I go in and try a new place because first of all you get uh reviews back of how good it is or how bad it is and secondly uh who wants to wait in line that long especially in like wind chill temperatures like it was yesterday listen or the if, day before there's a there's a reason why i hardly ever go to chick-fil-a yeah is because I don't want to wait in that stupid line. I don't care how fast it's going. It's like 25 cars in a line. I'm not going. I won't go to Chick-fil-A uh, anyway. Right. But the you know the people of Enfield, it's like they've never had chicken in their lives. It was like, well, if I don't go now, I'll never have chicken again. It's like, yeah. you, you, listen, I, I, it's fast food chicken. I'm it's, sure it's not fast food. It's good food served fast. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But you would think that uh, you would think that there was something magical happening in that place i'm pretty sure it's pro- it's probably not well you know how people are Bex. they just want the new thing they want the latest thing to come out you know and, and they and they want to get it first so they can tell everybody how good or bad it is when the shamrock shake of the mcrib comes back to mcdonald's shamrock shake's been back for a couple of weeks now. i know but yeah. when that comes back do you automatically say I'm willing to wait in a line of a hundred cars no. for a Shamrock Shake? No, I would never wait in line. There's nothing. There's nothing worth waiting that long for. Nothing. No. Nothing. I don't care where it is or who it's or who it's coming from. That's why they have the uh, the overflow restaurants. That's exactly my point, Steve. So if I asked, if I wanted to go and get some chicken fingers and I saw a line that long, guess yeah. what I would do? What? Not wait in that line for a bunch of chicken fingers. You know, if I was a business owner, I would set up an Applebee's right across the street from a Ruth Chris Steakhouse for the overflow business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's a two-hour wait here at Ruth Chris, but it's only a four-minute wait if that at Applebee's. Oh, and you get a cool little buzzer to go with it, too. Yeah. Zzz, and they've got Dollaritas. We don't serve that here at Ruth Chris. Wow. Well, screw this Ruth Chris place. This is too bougie for me. I'm going to Applebee's. You want to laugh? Sure. All right.
It's Baxter Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. It was the first day of kindergarten, and uh, Miss Jones, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Jones, mm-hmm. decided to get to know the children. Okay, class, let's take turns in sharing what our mommy or daddy does for a job. And then Mary raises her hand and says, my mommy is a dentist. And then Luke calls out, my dad's a plumber. And on it goes until nearly the entire class has shared something. Right. And then Miss Jones sees Henry looking nervous, so she prompts him, Henry, what does your mommy or daddy do for work? And Henry replies, mommy doesn't work and daddy is dead. And taken aback, Miss uh, Jones tries to persevere. Oh, oh, well, do you know what your daddy did before he died? And the kid's face lights up and he goes, I sure do. He fell down, turned blue, and crapped all over the rug. (laughs) (laughs) He watched him die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's what he did for a living. Man, that'll uh, mess a kid up for the rest of his life. But at least he gets to share his story. (laughs) Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News. 636 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, I'm looking at these pictures of that Canes. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, literally, like the line was out into the street with the cars. Well into the street. Like it was, you know, like a quarter mile down. I mean, I I just, I can't even imagine why you would sit in a line like that. Here's the deal. If, If I pull up to a place and there's cars out to the street... I'm driving right by and coming back another day. There's no reason for me to sit in traffic and wait for fast food chicken fingers. You can go to the big Y and get them. They're already done for you. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty patient fella. You know, I'm, I'm willing to wait my turn for things. I don't yeah. need to be the first guy there. But if I'm driving past a place and I see a line of cars, mm-hmm. even as little as five deep, I'll go to the next location. Yeah. That, that's I would just too. that's just me. If I see a line of a hundred cars or more, I'm not sticking around in that line. No. There's a million places you? to eat around there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Anyway, let's get to uh some sad news, actually. A man has died following a pedestrian crash on South Street in Holyoke Monday evening. According to the Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, 65-year-old man was walking across the street around 6 p.m. near the intersection of South and Charles Street when he was hit by a vehicle. The man was taken to Bay State Medical Center but later died from his injuries. The driver called 911, stayed at the incident, and is cooperating with police. Holyoke Police, along with the Hamden County DA's office, are investigating the incident. Also in uh, Holyoke, a Holyoke man was arrested over the weekend for allegedly driving under the influence of drugs and in possession of a stolen firearm. So, pretty much every day. I was going to say, what is that, Tuesday? It was actually a Friday night. We're just finding out about the story now. It takes a while sometimes for the Pony Express to deliver the press release from the Holyoke Police Department to the 22 newsroom. Right, but you know that may not necessarily be a, an unusual experience in some areas no. of, uh, of, uh, of Western Mass. State troopers were patrolling I-91 in Springfield Friday around 9 p.m. when they saw an Acura sedan driving erratically. Troopers attempted to make the stop uh, on Route 5 in West Springfield, but the driver allegedly continued to several side streets before stopping in a parking lot. Troopers approached the vehicle and identified the driver as 26-year-old Pablo Rivera of Holyoke and allegedly observed signs of impairment. Following a field sobriety test, Rivera was arrested. During a search of his vehicle, troopers also seized a loaded Springfield Armory 9mm pistol that was reported stolen Mm. out of Georgia. 
Man, you went all the way to Georgia to steal a firearm when you could get one of those right here in the, the home state where it was built? You realize how far you got to go just to buy an Acura? And how old is that one? I don't know. Is it Springfield Armory? I don't know. I Listen, I don't know nothing about no... I don't understand to, p- to piss that other guy off. Uh <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like a firearms like expert. Right? Is that like a Springfield Armory nine millimeter pistol? Is that like a, something that's made now by Smith and Wesson, or is this like an antique gun? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. Uh, I don't have any more uh, information. Well, than you do. If, if you're on the Route Ten Tire listener line, you can text us at four one three two nine three one zero two one and yeah. tell us if you know anything about guns. That might be uh, helpful to a couple idiots like us. Anyway, uh, he was charged with speeding, marked lanes violation, operating under the influence of intoxicating drugs. Are there any other kind? Uh, yeah, there are other kinds of drugs that are not so intoxicating. Like I could have like a, say some, uh, some chewable aspirin. Yeah. I got to catch a buzz off of that. Well, what's the, what's a cholesterol medication? Oh, say like a Lipitor. 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 Is that considered being under the influence of drugs? Because this says under the influence of intoxicating drugs. Well, I know I didn't do very well with it. Right. But I'm just saying like, I don't know how they classify these uh, things. I don't know. Listen, uh, I'm 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 not stunned that the guy had a you know a gun in Holyoke. I, I I'm just amazed a guy was able to get a an Acura. It's not a single Acura dealer here until Auburn. Why? Well, maybe he's uh well he got a gun all the way from Florida. He probably got an Acura from Ohio. I'm uh, I'm being told the Springfield Armory is a gun manufacturer that has nothing to do with Smith and Wesson. So it's not a, it's not an old old uh, uh, what should we call it? Uh, no, that's what I wanted to yeah. know. Is it? Is it? Is it like it's a, a gun manufacturer? It's a gun manufacturer, but is it like a new gun? Because I've never heard of that Springfield Armory before, oh, other God. than now, the, now uh, you're asking so many questions that these people can't answer. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, no, they are still made to this very day. Okay, so Thanks. it's a newer gun. It's not like uh, this is some classic thing that they found when they moved no. that building from the corner and made it and turned it into a comedy club in downtown Springfield. <laughs> hey, look at this—an yeah. old nine millimeter Springfield Armory. No, no, that's not uh, not the same one. There's probably there's you know what it is. There's probably some like gun expert out there yelling at the radio. He don't even know what he's talking about. No, no, that's not what he's doing at all. What the what's, what's happening right now is there's a gun expert that just shot out his radio. Ah, with a Springfield Armory uh, 1911, still made to this very day. Well, how about that? Uh, yes, it is not. Uh, it's not from the uh, the museum currently on the Stick campus. A, uh, a Westfield man who was arrested last summer inside of his home was sentenced to prison in Florida this week, according to the U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office in Florida. 41-year-old Eric Bear of Westfield was previously convicted of 15 counts of distribution of child pornography. On Friday, he was uh, sentenced to 15 years in prison, followed by 25 years of supervised release and must pay $35,500 in restitution to the victims. How do you pay that back when you're in prison all, the, all that time? I don't. I never understood that either. I don't. I don't understand anything. I'm just trying to make that guy mad again by me saying I, I don't that you understand. don't understand. Yeah, like you're purposely trying to goad the guy. Yeah, because when you're in prison, you only make like what a couple of cents a day. You know, dollar or maybe a dollar. I don't know what's the inflation. Well, rate I, on I don't. I don't know how he's going to work that off. I I know he'll be paying in other ways while he's in prison. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into the details of this because no, because it's a disgusting. Scumbag, and he's disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. A Tingsboro man received an unexpected Valentine's Day surprise that turned out to be life-changing. 
Thanks to a gift from his mother, Matthew Broadley of Tingsboro is now the winner of a $1 million prize in the Mass State Lottery's $4 million jumbo cash instant ticket game. Your mom got you a... You better, you better buy something nice for your mom, then. It's the least you could do. Broadly shared that he received a Valentine's Day card from his mother on Tuesday, which contained two instant tickets, scratching the tickets around 11 p.m. that night. Broadly was astonished to discover that the second ticket held the substantial prize. Bra- uh, Broadly claimed his prize at Mass Lottery headquarters in Dorchester on Valentine's Day. Holding the card from his mother, he simply said, Thanks, Mom, opting for a one-time payment of $650,000 before taxes. Damn! Broadly, uh, broadly mentioned uh, that he currently has no immediate plans for his winnings, preferring to take some time to consider his options. Well, that's pretty smart. That's smart. You should really just invest it. Yeah, I pay mean, the taxes on it and then put it away. That's, uh, but you know, there's some dudes that are just going to wind up over, you know, blowing it on stupid junk. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. You know what it is? It's it's when you see it in your bank account, you're like, oh, no big deal. I got to look at all that money I got in there. But you don't realize how fast you're spending it. Well, I mean, unless you're you happen to be one of these people that is, you know, constantly on your your accounts and always, you know, checking up on it. Because I would, you know, I I would probably not check up on it enough. I don't think. Well, you should. I mean, I don't spend a lot. You know, I'm uh, I really don't. I don't buy. I don't buy a whole lot of things. But uh, but still, you gotta you gotta pay attention because six hundred thousand can become zero very quickly. Yes, yes, I've I've seen that happen before with people where mm. they get a boatload of money, and then they, I remember this uh, years ago. There was a there was a girl that used to go into this bar that I knew, yeah, and she uh, she had gotten into an accident and then uh, hired like Marky Salomon or something, right? And she got like a twenty thousand dollars settlement, mm-hmm. which you know probably at that young age of like being in early twenties, you're like you think you're rich because you got twenty grand. Yeah, you're not really a baller at twenty grand. Yeah. And then uh, for weeks, she was coming to the bar, and she was, like, laying down hundreds, buying rounds for everybody, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, she had no money left. I wonder why. See, that's what I mean. By that's, like, stupid, stupid stuff. Yeah. If you if you won the lottery, would you go to a bar and buy a round for everybody? First of all, I wouldn't tell anybody I won the lottery. I'd get one of them trust people that cashed the ticket in for me so nobody knows that I got it. Exactly what I yeah. would do, too. I wouldn't let it. I, wouldn't, I don't want everybody to know. How many of those people do you think we know that have done that? Because that guy, that guy's cleaning up out in was it Southbridge? He was. Remember they did a story about him. If you, who is the man that keeps, uh, yeah. you know, trading in these tickets? And it was this this like lawyer slash trust fund guy. Yeah, going and and being the person to do that. I want to know how much you have to give them in order to do that. It's probably money fairly well spent. You think so? Well, I mean, you think about it. You know, you you, you maintain your privacy. I don't think you you can put a price tag on that. Yeah, but you got to have at least an I mean, this kid wins a million dollars. It really wouldn't have been worth it for him to go and get somebody to put that in the trust fund because you only get 650,000. You still got to pay taxes on that. Mm-hmm. So, how much what's the fee is it worth the fee of giving somebody for that low of a Listen, prize? I would still have a hard time <clears throat> justifying whether or not I want to drive all the way out to Dorchester to claim my prize. I know. That's a long way to go. That's a lot of gas to burn. Yeah. I, I just won. I'm not even getting the full million. I'm only getting 650000 You know how much a tank of gas is right now? And I dri- got to drive to Dorchester to get it? 
please. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 36. Tomorrow, 37 for a high. It's 19 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A uh, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 36. Uh, more of the same for tomorrow with a high of 37. It is 19 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, very quickly, Bax's musical podcast this week. My guest has been Mariel Loveland from the band Candy Hearts. It's a really interesting interview, which is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com next week. I'm uh, incredibly excited to welcome back uh, my uh, my friend Cheryl Pavelski, four-time Grammy Award winner. She just won a, a Grammy Award for a box set that took 17 years to compile. It's an amazing box set called Written in Their Soul, the Stax Songwriter Demos. It, it, it's basically all these Stax songwriters from the Stax Records back in the, uh, the 60s. Yeah. And their demos of how they wanted these hits to sound when they were. It, it's an incredible box set, and Cheryl is awesome. And that'll be available on Monday. It's all brought to you by Metro Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, uh, and uh, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You mean hits that were like originally intended to be a certain way, like and well, to th- what we have now. These are the the, the many of these are like really big hits, but these are how what the original interpretation from the songwriter were, and it, it, and it's it's seven CTs, but 150 songs. Many of them have ne- were never ever recorded, and many of them were massive hits. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a really, really cool box set, and that's coming up on Monday. Um, I was reading this story. Uh, I found this yesterday. A Florida deputy is seen firing his weapon repeatedly at his patrol vehicle after making uh, after mistaking the sound of an acorn hitting the roof of a car for a muffled gunshot. <laughs> New release, release body camera footage of the November 23 incident uh, shows the dramatic moments the Okaloosa County deputy shot at his patrol vehicle while a handcuffed suspect was inside. (laughs) Somebody inside the car. I'm hit! I'm hit! (laughs) The deputy, Jesse Hernandez, can be heard yelling, though no one was shooting at him. As he uh, stumbled to the ground, Hernandez yelled, Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! According to the video, and an internal investigation conducted by the sheriff's office of professional standards, he then opens fire on the vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what they're, they're, uh, for some reason i'm remembering um oh it was the, it was the naked gun when when she when, when the mayor was telling him his services will be no longer needed and she right. said you know about the death last year in the park and he goes well when i see a guy with a knife uh, ready to stab somebody she's like it was shakespeare in the park <laughs> <laughs> he unloaded and killed four people <laughs> A uh, sergeant with the sheriff's office also uh, fired her weapon multiple times at the patrol vehicle, believing Hernandez was in danger. After the sergeant asked if he was okay, Hernandez responded, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. (laughs) The two had responded to a report of a stolen vehicle at a residence near Fort Walton Beach on November 12th. Uh, A woman reported that her boyfriend was refusing to return her vehicle and had been calling and texting her threats, including what appeared to be a firearm suppressor pointing at the dash of the victim's vehicle. The boyfriend was detained, searched, handcuffed, and placed in the rear of Hernandez's patrol vehicle. While approaching the vehicle to conduct another search, Hernandez told investigators that he heard what he believed was to be a suppressed weapon off to the side. At the same time, I felt an impact on my right side, like in the upper torso area, he said in an interview. Hernandez and the sergeant both fired their weapons at the patrol car until their firearms were emptied. 
Are you kidding me? Unloaded, unloaded the whole magazine? All because of an acorn. The boyfriend was uninjured and no weapon was located. The uh, audible sound of Deputy Hernandez is reported can be heard on body cam video and witnesses also attested that they heard the sound they thought could have been a muffled gunshot. Oh, my God. During the interview, investigators informed Hernandez that what he heard was an acorn, asked if uh, what he thought he heard was actually the noise of an acorn striking the roof of his patrol vehicle. Hernandez responded, I'm not going to say no. (laughs) What I heard sounded what I think would be louder than an acorn hitting the roof of a car, but there's obviously an acorn acorn hitting the roof of the car. The investigation determined that Hernandez's use of force was not objectively objectively reasonable. Gee, do you think? Can you imagine the ball busting this guy must be getting at the at the, oh, at the he, police station. He's, he's already re- he resigned during the course of the investigation back in December, nearly uh, a year after joining the force. Uh, the sergeant's use of force was found to be objectively objectively reasonable, and she was exonerated. The the one that started firing after he started firing, right? That I can see, because if she's hearing, now she's actually hearing gunshots. Well, if he doesn't pull out his weapon, she's not going to pull out hers. Uh, They said they understand the situation was was traumatic for the man detained in the vehicle and are thankful he wasn't injured. See, that would have been, if the guy had gotten killed or hurt, (laughs) then this would have been like 10 times worse, but... That's a little itchy trigger finger there. A little bit. Yeah. A and, little bit. But what? But they never explained what he felt in his chest. It's probably just like all psychological. Like he like, heard like, something. Yeah. He, you know, he's got the. I guess like, I can like, see that. Like I have like a yeah. psychosomatic reaction to something. You, yeah. you, you weren't hurt. You weren't hit. But you, all of a sudden you feel something because yeah. of what you perceived may have happened yeah remember when they reprogrammed robocop and robocop 2 and he was shooting people who were smoking cigarettes <laughs> that's what this guy's doing he's probably, thank you for not smoking <laughs> it's 659 a rock 102 if you've got the and now bax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, indulge me here for a moment because, as you know, I often don't take a serious tone during this part of the show. Believe me, I'd much rather be going somewhere else with this thing, but today I'm not entirely sure that I can. Last year, there were well over 600 mass shootings here in the United States. 600. The latest one came yesterday during the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade in which 22 people were injured, most of them children, many of whom are still in critical condition. This is supposed to be a victory parade, a celebration. Instead, it becomes something very different. And unfortunately, it isn't an isolated incident. You might recall that 10 people were injured during a mass shooting in Denver last year following the Nuggets winning the NBA championship. There was also a shooting in a parking lot in Arlington, Texas after the Rangers won the World Series. These are moments that should be about the excitement of winning something special. It shouldn't be about running for cover, nor should it be about caring for the victims of a deranged killer. And yet, you had more than 600 similar incidents happen last year. 600 over the course of 365 days. I'll let you do the math. Now, I'm not going to take this tragedy and use it as a soapbox to push some sort of polarizing political agenda, because I don't find that to be particularly helpful because we clearly can't seem to find our way to preventing these sort of things from happening. But I don't want to be the guy that lives in fear that something terrible might happen anytime me or one of my loved ones leaves the house. I don't want to be the guy that avoids going to events or to celebrations or to shopping shopping centers or to movie theaters. 
They want to be the guy who's grateful that we live in a world that's safe. And right now, it's growing increasingly difficult to feel that way. Is it all about guns? Is it all about mental health? Or is it something else? Or is it a combination of all three? I don't really know. I don't think anybody knows. All I know is we've done a terrible job trying to figure it out because we spend entirely too much time pussyfooting around, pointing fingers, and focusing on the wrong things. And I think it's really time we need to stop doing that because this is not going to solve itself. And having said that, Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Craftsman fold-up hex key set, seven bucks. Get a Craftsman hammer or a Craftsman tool bag, seven bucks. It's a seven-buck Craftsman sale at Rockies. Hand tools and accessories, seven-buck bargains going on right now at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. We're both watching the security cameras like we're waiting for a, a Taylor Swift appearance on, <laughs> at, in, the, <clears throat> in the box. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, though, is going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 37. is 19 right now in uh, downtown Springfield. Uh, Palamory. You know what that is? Polyamory or polyamory? Uh, is it? See, this is what I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce it because this uh, pol, pol, poly, what is it? Poly, how'd you say it? Polyamory? Polyam. Does that mean like uh, like uh, being in a relationship with more than one person? Yeah, two chicks at the same, same time. Actually, four chicks at the, or you could have as many as you want. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So I'm reading this. Uh, this I, somebody had told me about this. They have uh, they know people that live near them that are in like one of these multi relationships, like a like a thruple kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is getting more and more attention now. This Valentine's Day. This was obviously from yesterday. More people are thinking about love beyond monogamy. Uh, media coverage, a new buzzy memoir, and shows like Couple to Thruple are bringing uh, polyamory. Is that how you say it? Polyamory. Polyamory. See, it doesn't say poly. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That thing. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, saying that I, I know because it's not like I'm not like I'm in it. Well, they're bringing that into mainstream conversations, but limited laws are only beginning to protect people from the stigma that can come with being in relationships with more than one person. One major factor that led to this moment, the pandemic. An already increased interest in non-monogamy grew during lockdown when people had more time to consider their sexual identities and what they wanted out of relationships, says Anna Kirova, CEO of sex-positive dating app Field. Field? All right. Uh, By the numbers, uh, data is limited on the prevalence of polyamory, and uh, surveys differ in how they ask about relationship preferences. But there seems to be an uptick in openness to this kind of idea. About one-third of polled American singles say they have uh, had a consensually non-monogamous relationship, according to Match's 2024 Singles in America study, and a slightly higher proportion described their ideal relationship as something other than complete monogamy. You know, uh, I I suppose when you put it down on paper, Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems like an interesting idea, but if you're trying to put that in any kind of, you know, practical space, it's kind of hard to really yeah. imagine it. They've seen a 500% increase over the last years in the number of uh, app users, including the terms ethically non-monogamous and uh, polyamorous uh, in their profiles. See, to me, it just sounds like an awful lot of extra work. 
It does to sound be like in a relationship, like a like a like a non-monogamous, yeah. completely consensual relationship with multiple people. It's like being in love with one person is a lot of work. Yeah, being in love with two people at the same time is too much work. And we're all hanging out together. It yeah. just seems like oh my god. Uh, this is not polygamy. Not to be confused with polygamy. Yeah. Did we just see that? Yeah, we just All did. All right. Well, I'll have to go back and look again. Uh, it's not polygamy. Polygamy is a relationship structure in which one person is married to multiple spouses, and the relationships are often patriarchal and rooted in religious fundamentalism. Like, yeah, that's not this one. Remember, like Big Love, the yeah, show Big Love, where he was a uh, he was a Mormon, wasn't he? Uh, isn't that what he was? Uh, yeah. I mean, most people at the yeah you know LDS don't really do that anymore. Uh, meanwhile. Polamory is a relationship structure in which there are multiple partners, and typically the relationships are non-hierarchical, whatever that is. Hierarchical. Yeah, and consensual. Ethical non-monogamy is more of an umbrella term for sex or relationships in which there's consent with multiple partners. There's a harmful stigma that can be associated with consensual non-monogamy and also limited laws protecting and supporting people in these relationships. Unlike gender, race, or sexual orientation, relationship structure isn't among the categories typically protected when it comes to housing and work. But uh, polyamorous uh, can also be a barrier in child custody cases. Mm-hmm. They were saying, like, these people are, like, li- all living together in a home. They get married to each other and then get divorced, yet still live together in order to reap the benefits of somebody who was being divorced or married under those terms. It's, it seems like almost like a scam. At that point, it does. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like a particularly happy way to live your life either. If you're living with like two people, you're divorced. Uh, yeah. Mary Ann Monaraj, uh, a clinical associate professor and writer who identifies as Polly, says she's considered getting married and also divorced, primarily to use benefits reserved for monogamous married couples. More than 20 years into their relationship, Mon- Monraj's uh, primary partner became her husband for health reasons. She had breast cancer and wanted him to be able to legally make decisions regarding her care. Couldn't you just pick anybody to make those decisions? Uh, I, I, when you, you designate, I, if you're, uh, if I designate you as my, uh, as my uh, healthcare proxy. healthcare proxy, yeah. But I mean, I think there are there are benefits like insurance benefits that you can only do gotcha. if you're if you're technically married later uh Monraj- which is like if you remember that was like one of the arguments between same sex marriage and uh and uh oh god what was it uh uh, uh the, the the union what was it what was it uh, why am i why am i blanking on the uh, on the words civil union civil union civil yeah. union yeah that was, I mean, that was the primary difference. Right. Later, after Monraj says she and her husband were in a threesome with an Australian woman for years, all right, Monraj determined she might need to get divorced for visa reasons for her third partner to be brought into the country. Monraj and her primary partner would have to marry her. See, that? See, this is like, now you're getting into the scam part of this. Because now you're using marriage as an illegal means to get somebody to be here yeah. legally that is here illegally. Well, I mean, you're people use marriage, you know, the the institution, and in, in for many different reasons, and it's not always about about love. Yeah, you know, to me, it's unfortunate that you would you would you would do it that way, but you know, that's. You know, everyone's got different circumstances. Uh, Massachusetts leads the way when it comes to adopting laws, uh, acknowledging and protecting uh, polyamorous relationships. Somerville, Cambridge, and Arlington 
allow for more than two people to be in domestic partnerships. Somerville and Cambridge also have laws protecting polyamorous and other non-nuclear family relationships from discrimination in employment and mm-hmm. war. You do know that the, um, just by human nature, mm-hmm. that any time you bring three people together, there's always somebody. It's like a triangulated relationship. There's always somebody that may feel left out at certain periods of time. And, and, yeah. and that person being left out can you know, rotate from one to the other yeah. at any time. You know, sometimes a three-person relationship is not a healthy one. Well, it works for those uh, those folks who lived in uh, Southern California with that crazy landlord who, uh, you know, they had, he had the guy had to pretend he was gay yeah, in yeah. order to live there with two women. Mm-hmm. I think you just described the plot line to Three's Company. Oh, you've seen the documentary. Yes. That was before that Thrupple's couple thing uh, yeah. show came on. The this is the documentary where ritualistically, uh, like one of the people in that apartment would misunderstand something that would go on and make a mountain out of mohills. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. definitely you seen that one. That, oh, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they say that a, mil- a, mil- a millennial living in Oakland. I know pl- plenty of people who are polyamorous, but wouldn't say that out loud, says Oakland Councilmember Janani Ramachadan, who says she's the first LGBTQ woman of color to serve on the council. Ramajantan plans to introduce the non-discrimination ordinance protecting diverse family and relationship structures to the Rules Committee uh, on Thursday. Uh, this is I joke all the time when I say, you know what I'd do with a million dollars? Because it's from that line from Office Space. Yeah. Two chicks at the same time. Yeah. Ideally, that sounds okay. Yeah, but but not all the time. No, yeah, because it's not practical. It's really not practical to live that way. You know, one spouse is a lot of work. Let's say you had. I, I know that m- the two spouses I've had probably think, yeah, he was a lot of work just by himself. Never mind adding an additional yeah. you know, layer. And then you're like outnumbered. Let's say you got three people living in your house. You're having sex with all of them. Mm-hmm. But then you're also doing the duties that a husband would do. Right. Did you fix the lawnmower? No. No, I was fixing the uh, garbage disposal for my other wife. You're well, f- yeah, well, well you got to fix that first. Did you take out the trash? You're folding the towels wrong. I'm folding the towels that she said I'm supposed to be folding. Yeah. I, I'd like to hear from somebody. If, if you're uh, in one of these relationships, go ahead and text the <laughs> Route 10 Tire listener line at 293-1021. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shit. 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, Steve Nagel and uh, some surprise guest that just walked in the studio. This is unheard of. Marty Caproni is here. <laughs> Who would have thought I'd show up on a Thursday? Well, what would uh, what would bring you out to uh, all the way to East Lawmeadow on a day like today? I mean, I just love seeing your guys' faces. That's uh, oh, number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something yeah. a lot of garbage. Uh, it could also be that, uh, you know, I'm here to shamelessly shill uh, the comedy show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Shortstop Bar and Grill, Loft Comedy Club. Well, there you go. 
Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess yeah. we got that out of the way. Yeah, I got that out of the way you, fast. We you won't, won't have to mention it again, Al. Yeah. <laughs> you won't hear it the entire time you're here, all morning long. Well, good morning and welcome to the good, program. Good morning, fellas. Yeah. You know, if people would just buy tickets, I wouldn't have to do this. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. <laughs> tickets or muffin tops, those are your choices. Oh, those muffin tops are so good. Uh, Raising Canes has officially opened at Enfield, and a massive line could be seen around the plaza Tuesday night. We're getting pictures on the uh, Route 10 tire text line. Yeah. Uh, why would you why would you purposely park your car in the middle of traffic in order to wait for a chicken tender? I, I don't know a, a single chicken tender good enough for me to wait that long for. Have you ever had a raisins, Raisin Cane's chicken tender? Uh, no. Have you? Yes, I have. Is, is it, it worth, worth waiting, waiting around for? Yes, it is. Really? Come on. Okay. Ray, yeah, Enfield police shared photos of the first day the business was open, showing more than 100 vehicles waiting to go through the drive-thru. Police have been hired to help to assist with the large number of vehicles expected to visit the new fast food restaurant over the next few weeks. Again, I'm waiting for the novelty to wear off and then go in there when it's, you know, maybe 10 cars in line. Yeah, it's almost like what happened with Chick-fil-A. Remember when Chick-fil-A opened at Chickabee? Yeah. We were talking about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, but right. the, the problem is that the sheen hasn't quite worn off there yet. The Chick-fil-A is... Still, there's the drive-through lines are are packed. Both both two or three drive-through lines are packed. Why though? It's not even that good. It's good chicken. Chick Fil A is good chicken. I'm I'm telling you. Let me tell you something. The first time I went to a Chick Fil A was down in Florida. We drove 1,300 miles just to go to Chick Fil A. Just well, no, well, it was <laughs> yes. They, it was believe the there are locations okay. in between <laughs> that and the that and the Ponderosa. Was okay, the, was the two things that we went to Florida, which for. we also had in Chickabee. We had used to have one. Well, yeah, we used to have Ponderosa. There's still one down in Orlando, and uh, we we go into the Chick Fil A. We order the sandwich. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything great about it. There was nothing special about oh. this chicken sandwich. You know where the best chicken sandwich I've ever had from a from a fast food joint where the sheets the oh sheets. you love your sheets, sheets. Yeah. yeah that was like the best chicken uh good food served yeah. quickly now, a chicken sandwich now is that the one in shinola no <laughs> no no it's on the shingle oh yeah, yeah how yeah, yeah. how many how many sheets was it just one or did you uh it was it two sheets uh three it was three sheets to the uh, wind to the wind <laughs> okay. that i that i did it but uh, that was it but there's nothing so special that I'm I'm going to be waiting that long to get something. I mean, have you tried the sauce, the special sauce? Yeah, I've tried the. I I'm actually in the, in full agreement with Steve. I've I've been to a Chick Fil A many many times. I've had the sauce. Uh, yes, it's fine, but it does not justify the mania that people have about Chick Fil A. And I can't imagine for a moment that raising cane is any better than that i mean i would say it's uh very equal to um chick-fil-a you know equal i've only to. had it once mm -hmm. i'd have to yeah. have it more than once to to really give you an accurate judgment but i can tell you that the strength of a chick-fil-a and the strength of uh raising canes are is that uh you you're not going to find a fast food chicken experience i feel as good as those see now i would say that a more superior product would be at a popeyes but i would never i've never seen that kind of line even when the chicken sandwich that they had a couple of years ago was a big deal i have had popeyes like twice in my life both at truck stops so that probably wasn't the most accurate uh thing but when popeyes chicken sandwich was a big thing you remember that mm -hmm. i was uh waiting in line for it and uh 
there were people like laying on their horns, and then there there yeah. was a there was fights, and there yeah. was all sorts. Uh, of stuff. So I was like, that's not worth it for me. It's completely unnecessary over a chicken sandwich. You wait again. Wait till the novelty wears off. I had the Popeyes chicken sandwich once. All of the hype was what over. What did you think of it? It was okay. I didn't think it was like this great, great chicken sandwich. Right. Let me let me do. let me toss this out at both of you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's say <clears throat> it's election day. Okay. All right. And uh, someone is telling me, "Hey, for ten bucks, <laughs> would you change your vote for this candidate here?" You not only get the ten bucks, but we will give you chicken strips from Raising Cane's. Nash- would, would you or would you not modify your vote? Yeah, I'd probably uh, modify the vote. Local yeah. campaign or national? Let's. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Listen, if I don't have to wait in line for it, I'll definitely try it. That's uh, how I'm looking at it. If somebody's going to bring me, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll definitely change my vote for whoever. You got to wait in line to vote, though. Or not really in not Huntington. Written, right? well, you guys yeah, vote by no, like no. you vote by carrier pigeon or whatever you guys do out there. Uh, you, you, did you ever hear me describe the the scene at the Huntington voting? No, booth? it's the town hall, or it's like a it's like a it's like a hall off the town hall. Okay, and uh, they still have like a constable there, dressed in the like the constable outfit, and they have the old box. Like when you put the ballot in, and you crank. the guy cranks the handle, and the thing goes in there, and, and it tells you how many people voted that day. I I gotta be honest with you, yeah. I like that. Do you? I I think that's great. I prefer the electronic voting machine. Yeah, the machine uh, gobbles up your ballot. Yeah, yeah. You gotta sit there with a pencil, sit in one of those little cardboard booths to make sure that nobody's looking at your vote, which they can easily tell by the color of the ballot that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'll say this. I um I would not wait in line for a vote ju- uh, over a chicken sandwich just like I would not wait in a long line for raising canes right now. Yeah. But I will tell you if you want a good chicken sandwich once the madness dies down, uh you should go there and try it. Well, if you're willing to wait in line, Enfield please have shared how the line will be properly formed so that no one is cutting and to avoid any traffic on Route 220. The restaurant has two takeout lanes that go through the parking lot. When there's a large amount of vehicles, the line will continue into Enfield Square into the old Sears parking lot. The police suggest vehicles <laughs> enter the line from Elm Street to avoid oh, any confusion and ask drivers to follow the traffic pattern. The Enfield location will be open daily from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. Currently, there are four Raising Cane's locations open to Massachusetts, two in Boston, one in Marlboro, and one in Methuen. So this is why it's such a big thing to be coming out here. They're also planning to open other locations in Simsbury, Milford, and Weathersfield. But again, nothing around. Enfield's the closest one. Simsbury? Yeah, Connecticut. Doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, Raising Cane sells chicken fingers and chicken sandwiches along with crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, coleslaw, and the famous cane sauce. The restaurant first opened in Louisiana in 1996 and now has more than 700 locations. And you're going to tie up traffic in Enfield. No, I mean, I was doing the same thing you were doing. He was describing how the police were saying you have to wind around to the old Sears parking lot. and then around. It's not worth it. That's not worth no, it. No, it's not. How about like, uh, you know, how about like uh, you go to like a sub place, right? Like uh, Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Right. 
They have a line. It's not a line outside, but a line inside. Worth it? Worth waiting? Worth in the line inside. At least you're inside, and you know right. you're going to be right. served within at least 10 or 15 minutes. You're, yeah. on, uh, you're on the Mass Pike. Okay. Okay, and you got to... Not uh, worth it. You got. I, <laughs> I was gonna say you, you pull over to a rest stop and the and and, and you're starving. I mean, you can't believe how hungry you are. And the only thing open is say like a, I don't know a McDonald's and a Sabaro and an Aunt Annie's pretzels. Those are the only things that are open. And it's jammed. Do you wait or do you go inside and grab yourself a bag of Sun Chips and go? Uh, you just grab your Sun Chips. That's and go. it. That's yeah. it. Not not none yeah. of it's worth waiting around for. You know, we stopped. Uh, I was on a. I was a chaperone on one of my kids' trips last year. Yeah. We stopped on in I ninety five somewhere for Nightmare. McDonald's. Seventeen ninety nine for a Big Mac yep. meal. Are you kidding me? Are you out of your mind? This is what I've been saying to yeah. people all along about the silly uh, comedy show. You literally for a for the price of a value meal. Yeah. Can get a nice home cooked dinner and uh, and entertainment. Yep. I don't understand. How anyone can pay almost twenty dollars for McDonald's because it's the only thing around, and they know that. They know you're not going to go off the exit searching for a restaurant to go to, especially down in Connecticut where it's all industrial areas yeah. down there. They know you're not going to do that, so they raise the rates so high. I, uh, I I'm on the road a lot. I usually get a bag of beef jerky and a little bag of the Welch's uh, fruit snacks. That's good. I can that, drive anywhere with that. Wow. There's no lines for that, is no there? No lines. Wow. I, I, I <laughs> there's, there's nobody waiting around for that. Governor Maura Healey will be in Springfield today to attend graduation for the newest class of state troopers. The troopers will be sworn in at the Mass Mutual Center, and the governor will be joined by the interim of Superintendent of State Police, State Representative Carlos Gonzalez, and the com- uh, commandment of the State Police Academy. The 75 trainees will graduate after it completed six months of academy training, where they underwent intense academic, physical, and technical training. And they'll be accumulating overtime hours and no time at all. <laughs> Tell them what they've won, Bob. <laughs> wow, this one's got a brand new snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be enjoying your brand new black top driveway within <laughs> hours. Wow. Can you text... Your friends and say, hey, your buddy's a mess during this driving thing, but hey, it's worth the snowplow. <laughs> After today's graduation, the new troopers will be assigned to their barracks. The graduation will take place at 11 a.m. this morning. So there you go. The uh, former Westfield public health director has begun to pay back funds he stole from a union. Joseph Roos. Name is Roos. As uh, <laughs> has paid back a little over eleven thousand dollars he embezzled from the union after being found guilty. Court documents say that Roos allegedly uh, cashed union checks and never deposited the money in the union's account, and that he made over a dozen suspicious withdrawals on the same day the cash was deposited. Roos was also ordered to write a letter of apology. That's your punishment. <laughs> Not only do you have to pay us back, but you have to say you're sorry and mean it. <laughs> Sorry is the hardest words. Well, you know? what, what is that, the letter of apology? You got caught. <laughs> Just say I'm sorry. Why do you need to write a letter over that? Because you got to show remorse. And the union is like, no embezzling money from us. We're the ones who embezzle money from our union members. Makes you wonder if they uh, if they require the letter to have certain content or if the guy could just, on a piece with some crayon and on a piece of paper, write, my bad. My bad. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sorry, I owe you $11,000. Like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, He was placed on pretrial probation until August 6th. You ever see uh, these unions or like, my brother is a a union representative for the railroad, and and they complain about all the, the harsh conditions that they do and all that stuff. But then the union, what they do once a year is they take these guys out somewhere like Miami or Vegas or some place, and they have this big giant convention. And they give them free dinners, Uh free booze, all of that stuff. And then they collectively sit there and say, we're not getting our fair share. As they put a giant turkey leg into their mouth and wash it down with a pint of expensive beer. We're being hassled by the man. By the way, another round of shots. Yeah, another round of shots for everybody. All my friends here. It just seems a little like ironic that the union is complaining about embezzlement when <laughs> what are you doing when you throw the those parties aren't cheap uh i have a different view of unions just because my father was a operating engineer for 40 something years but yeah. uh i'll accept your uh well i was i was <laughs> definitely i was part of a union for the railroad i got zero i got zero help from these guys who were supposed to be helping you you know, when I first worked there, I wasn't getting paid. Like, they were not paying me. You were a volunteer? Uh, it kind of felt that way. <laughs> because there was all this, like, new payroll stuff, and they were trying to figure out how to put the new employee on the new payroll system because it would, was, like, things. So it took, like, almost almost three months to get my first paycheck, Oof. which was only from the first week that I had worked. Did you wear the hat? Did you have the little hat? No, he wore a hard suspenders. hat when he had to go outside. Oh, okay. oh, really? It really wasn't as glamorous as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yeah, that's, picture. that's that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Glamour. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm carrying a pick over my shoulder. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hammering in railroad ties. Yeah. Do, they, do they have pictures of every employee? Like, like, everyone's doing like a glamour <laughs> shot. No, there's no. no glamour I'll tell you why there. I asked about the hat. I can't think of any job that anyone's going to show up to for three months and not get a paycheck, right? Yeah. Unless like they love it so much because they grew up with the hat and the suspenders <laughs> playing trains in their. But it was house. actually it was a matter of survival. Like you knew they kept telling you, "Well, we're gonna you're gonna get it next week," and then it never showed up. It was almost three months, and then the union rep, I, he, you know, he's telling me. Well, you sometimes you just got to wait these things out. And I go, what do you do? <laughs> and he goes, I'm not here to chase your paycheck, big guy. Really? really? Yeah, that was the union rep that wow. told me. And then he got on a plane and flew to Vegas to yeah, eat sandwiches. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's embezzlement. To, they're the ones that are embezzling people. We're not here to protect your rights. No, it's a bunch of crap. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. Porter and Chester Institute wants you to start the new year off. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 755 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It is 18 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 wants to put you in the lawn all summer long at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford. All you got to do to get it is go to rock102.com before February 25th, which is exactly 10 days away from today. One winner chosen at random. You get a pair of lawn passes to great shows all summer long at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. They actually put you in the lawn. They bury you. 
Like up to your neck. No, you, you just you, stay you, there the entire time. You get tickets, yeah. but the hook is you got to mow it when you're done. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Can you, do you know how to work a zero turn? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the owner or the uh, inventor of the uh, Pop Tarts passed away over the weekend. That's post at the age of ninety six. Shame when they go so young like that. Makes you think. He'd always uh, <laughs> downplay his involvement, saying he just led an amazing team that developed the concept of the Pop Tart back in the early sixties. I don't. Well, I don't really care for those Pop Tarts. Yeah. You don't like pop tarts? Like pop tarts? I I, I I did when I was a kid, and then like as an adult, uh, they they have become like. Um, where was the place we got the fresh pop tarts? Didn't we get the fresh pop tarts? That was the gasoline call, alley, the vegan the, bakery at gasoline the monsoon, alley. Monsoon uh, coffee roast. Coffee yeah. roasters. Yes. That okay. That was good, but the ones in the box, the 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 Kellogg's ones. Oh, I still mm. like a good pop tart, don't you? Yeah, I got to tell you, sometimes the uh, the blueberry. only thing that scratches you where you itch is a pop tart. Yeah, yeah. A blue, you never had like a blueberry frosted pop tart. I've had the blue waffle pop. Yeah, you don't want to put that in your mouth. Yeah, you don't want to. You got to go just blueberry, yeah, raspberry, yeah. cinnamon. That's 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 it. But you know, the worst thing is the generic pop tart when you were a kid. Did you ever have that happen? Your when mom you, gets the parents, generic ones by accident? Yeah, right. When, you, when your parents don't want to spend full price for a box of Pop-Tarts. Yeah, the, and the it no just frills. tasted like sawdust. Yeah, no frills Pop-Tarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. in a white box that Off says brand. Pop, <laughs> uh, a toaster pastry. Pop-Larts or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, always yeah. change like one word in the thing. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that last week with Aldi's, with all the different names they have for the different, uh, like, it's Cuckoo Puffs instead yeah. of Cocoa Puffs. Oh, I love Frosted Oat Rings. Yeah. If you like that, you should try the Beff in the- uh, <laughs> Those are good. You should try the Beff in the Beff section. <laughs> what? <laughs> not, 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 it's not beef. Oh, Beff. It's Beff. Try wow. the Lobster. It's the old, uh, it's the old Cheers oh, uh, Hungry Heifer upstairs yeah. at Cheers. Fresh. Caught this morning, the fresh loobster. I love it. If you yeah. like the loobster, you yeah. should try, wait till you try the Beth. It's <laughs> seven fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel at Rockwood O two. If you four. And now Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the NBA All-Star Weekend is this weekend, and while I can sit here all day and talk about it, I prefer to talk about what just happened in games that actually mean something. Oh, sure, it's fun to talk about the various meaningless showboating activities that will be going on in Indianapolis over the next couple of days, but I'm fixated on what happened last night in Boston during the final game before the break. Last night, the Celtics became only the third team in NBA history to win a game by 50 points twice in a season. Last night, the Celtics beat the sweet holy bejesus out of the Brooklyn Nets by a score of 136 to 86 at the Garden. The last time they beat a team that badly was back on November 1st, where they spanked the Indiana Pacers 155 to 104. They now join the 1992-93 Sacramento Kings and the 1978-79 Milwaukee Bucks as the only teams to unload a 50-point smackdown on two separate occasions in the same year. To make matters worse, the Celtics have beaten the Nets in back-to-back games, having slapped them around on the road Tuesday night in Brooklyn. At least that time, the Nets kept it close by losing only by eight points. Now look, we all know the Celtics have the best record in the NBA. They just cranked out six wins in a row. They lead the conference by six games. And oh yeah, it also turns out the Nets aren't that very aren't that good. But you've just been handed a 50-point loss, a game in which you're trailing the Celtics by 36 points at the half. 
If you're Brooklyn head coach Jacques Vaughn, what are you supposed to say? Hey, fellas, what do you say we pick up the defense in the second half? Or how about we try scoring some points for a change? If it were me, I'd be telling my players, let's just get on the bus and go home because that would be the only thing to cross my mind during a 50-point beatdown. We'd be getting back home and forgetting that such a nightmare ever happened. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Need paint at 7 o'clock in the morning? Go to Rocky's on Liberty Street. Steve-O, the new paint advisor, wants to meet you and to help you with your painting project. Steve is a Steve, a seasoned paint a pro and can help you with all kinds of painting projects with your painting crew. Good people like Stevo and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Hart with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It is 18 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Marty is here uh, shamelessly promoting a uh, comedy show tonight that includes a dinner. Yes, get your tickets now. Come on out, laugh, eat, 20 Listen, bucks. Uh, just to sell the sizzle even yeah. more for you. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday was Valentine's Day, and a lot of people couldn't get out because it's a weeknight. You know, what better way to make up for the, you couldn't go out on right. the 14th to come out on the 15th and not spend more than $40 on dinner and a comedy show? You would be shocked at the amount of people who have messaged me with the same uh, thing. They they said, I don't want to pay overpriced. My wife and I never pay overpriced, they yeah. said. And they said, we're, we're coming tonight. Because when you go on thing on valentine's day all the restaurants usually change the menus right so like mm-hmm. you have a special valentine's menu which usually means you're gonna pay more for whatever it is right uh we could have done that we could have been like hey it's a special valentine's show i have brian bowden coming in he's like a legitimate national touring headliner we could have done all that but no we're keeping it the same my so- wife and i had a very romantic uh, dinner last night at uh, 3 45 in the afternoon <laughs> Which makes me think like, like brunch. Yeah, no kidding. It, it made me I'm like, okay, I'm officially 90 years old now. I'm actually eating dinner <laughs> was before it, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, did you get the moons over my hammy special at Denny's no. or did you get uh, something else? No, on we, Grand we, Slam, $4. We went <laughs> Chinese. I got myself a thing of Egg Foo Young about the size of sofa cushions. It was fantastic. <laughs> Sounds good. Delicious. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had Egg Foo Young. You know, I never did I've had either. Egg-foo old yeah, many no. times. <laughs> I, I, I never had it, but my wife uh, you know, loves it, and we ordered it. And it's like I don't know what it is. There's just something about egg foo young with that delicious gravy that's somehow uh, like very addictive. This is how dumb I am. I th- always thought egg foo young was soup. No, no, that's, that's egg drop soup. Egg drop soup. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, oh my a, god, that's it's awful good. That looks gross. The egg drop soup. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, I know, but the the way it the way it looks. You just the egg floating around yeah. in there, kind of like. I walked into a place once and they were throwing Chinese food at each other. Everybody was egg <laughs> foo young fighting. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Enough with the comedy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please, can we end the laughter here? Yeah. But, but every time you come in here and you promote that comedy show, it, it feels like we're doing some kind of like Sally Struthers, like, uh, won't you help this poor comedian <laughs> well, become a single figure uh, 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 thousand really, air? What's really demeaning? Yeah. What's really demeaning is that you guys make me stand in a kiddie pool full of mud while I'm uh, while I'm pitching the show. That's well, but 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 you're promoting the show. It's a good show. It's, I'm telling you, each week, the, the the variety of comics that come out to this show, 
You, you really got to see it. You really do it, have I, to see. I keep telling everyone, and then the people that do come for the first time, they go, this was great. Like, yeah. we're going to come back. But you, it's like, you, it's Western Mass, so you keep telling people, and pe- in New England, people are, they don't like to break their routine. They're, break your routine, try it out, and see what you think. But but you get a, well, my point is you get a variety of comedy yeah. with all the different comedians that you got. Some Some are, and it's all... Uh, you know, some is clean, some is not. Right. Some is it's it's a mixed bag of stuff. Well, Brian Bowden, who's headlining tonight, if you went to go see him in Vegas, you probably paid forty bucks a ticket. Plus, you had a two drink minimum and all that stuff. None of that stuff we have here. You pay twenty bucks, you get dinner, and and you watch the show. I don't know why anybody isn't just rushing to get out to this place. I listen. They should. <laughs> yeah, we've had good crowds though. <laughs> Maybe we haven't promoted it enough. Yeah, that's know. that's the <laughs> problem. I don't think that's the problem. Yeah, people are just hearing about it for the very yeah. first time. Uh, all right, let's uh, okay. let's change gears yeah. here, and without you, no clutch, all that stuff. Uh, two kids from Colorado were just awarded their first ever athletic scholarships to play Division One cornhole. That makes that's me a Division One sport. Is wow. cornhole? Yeah, their names are Jackson, spelled J A X S O N. Of course it is. Of course. <laughs> uh, uh, and Gavin. Uh, they went to Thunder Ridge High School near Denver, which has a strong cornhole program, I suppose. Sure. They're uh, obviously cornhole prodigies. They won the first ever high school championship together in 2021 and another one a year later. On National Signing Day last week, they signed letters of intent to play D1 cornhole for Winthrop University in South Carolina. Wow. The uh, school hasn't said how much the scholarship is for, but it's not a full ride. Yeah, because why would you give a full ride? For to, cornhole. Yeah. The, uh, their new coach at Winthrop uh, thinks full-ride scholarships for Cornhill could happen eventually, though. My Lord. Yeah. Do you realize there are there are actual professional Cornhole leagues? I mean, God bless them. Yeah, and, 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 and players on the professional level, guys who are Cornhole yeah. and, you know, all year long, can make anywhere between five to $60,000 per season. Really? Yes. Yes. Five dollars to sixty thousand dollars. Five thousand. <laughs> I mean your lower your lower tier professional probably doesn't deserve much more than five thousand. But you know, if you're playing if you're at the top of your cornhole in game, sixty grand in a season plus whatever you might do when in the off season. Do you think that's pretty good that's pretty good cash? Here's the question. You could probably Google this, Steve. Is there a Tiger Woods of Cornhole? Is there a Babe Ruth of Cornhole? Well, these uh, these two kids are. They're the first ones to ever get scholarships for it. No, but I, I just mean in general for professional cornholing, you got to look, you know, like if you say professional golf, you go Tiger Woods and his prime was probably right. the highest paid guy who's making a, you know, 300, 300 million a, a year or whatever the heck it was. Uh huh. What's a, what's the top professional cornhole guy make? Is that 60,000? That's the, that's probably. That's probably that's probably the, the top guy is, uh, that's what he's probably, you know, bringing in. Here's the other question. Now, if you're a D1 athlete and you're a cornhole athlete, yes, are you subject to performance uh, drug testing? <laughs> like, like what? What performance enhancing substance could make you cornhole a little bit better? It's a great question, but don't they have that for D1 sports? Don't you have to? They have drug testing now. They probably do. Yeah, of course. So they're still under NCAA rules. Can, can you imagine getting kicked off the cornhole team because you tested <laughs> positive <laughs> for weed? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the top cornhole player in the world, okay, is a guy named Caleb Hurt. Uh, his goal was to become the king of cornhole. Okay. 
I uh, won the uh, the 2021 National Cornhole Championship. Uh, the whole family, the whole Hurt family is involved in uh, in cornhole, and uh, he apparently is the greatest cornhole player in the world, uh, followed by Austin Cameron. But yeah. uh, those are your two uh, your two top cornholers. Do you think when he comes in, there's like it's like WWE, he has his own entrance music, and he's like, "I'm gonna put the hurt on you," yeah, and then he yeah, throws probably. the first bag in the air. Probably. Uh, what do you think he made though? Can you do Caleb Hurt earnings on there? Is that hey, like uh, a? Let me see if I can find uh, what his net worth is. <laughs> the, here's the other thing. Uh, kudos to anyone that put that much effort into uh, something to become the world's best at it. Mm-hmm. You know, kudos to him, I guess, because that was his dream. But really, what's the top end of that dream? That's the question. Uh, believe it or not, it's very hard to find exactly what he's uh, raking in every day. But, uh, you know, he's he's won his fair share of uh, of cornhole in his time. He's probably got sponsorships and stuff yeah. like that. You know what? In a couple of years, these kids will be back living in their parents' basement going, they blew that whole cornhole scholarship. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you'd, and you'd play like these, like, uh, let's say like a, I don't know, something at a badminton or bocce yeah. and you and you're thinking man wouldn't it be so cool if you and i could just like become pros and do nothing but play bocce all day how great would it throwing be? balls in someone's yeah. backyard and all of a sudden we're getting medals and and awards i would venture to say there's probably a bunch of people out there right now that uh have a few beers and some edibles on a weekend and have the same dream yeah probably yeah. <laughs> as adults when you're a kid you think that oh, man i'm like i'm like i feel like i'm the greatest bocce ball player in the world you know, you know you stink, but you just think it wouldn't it be just so great if I were the best. That's what I always think about with uh, football. I only one I've only heard one professional player say it, where he said, uh, "We play a kid's game for a king's ransom." And I'm like, what a great way to approach Man. professional sports if you're fortunate enough to become like a professional football player, or basketball player, or baseball player. You're doing something so fun. Every you're doing yeah. what you as a kid you always dreamed of you know you play wiffle ball in the backyard with your friends that was the big one for us wiffle, wiffle ball. ball yeah you now know? you got old guys playing pickleball like a like oh, there's yeah. a big giant banquet at the end of the season if they kick everybody's ass in pickleball I I would I would start playing pickleball if you guys wanted to play pickleball I it don't looks uh, it, it looks it, it looks okay but you know I I don't really have you may find this hard to believe I don't have <laughs> the athletic fluidity that i may used to have had in my say my teenage years right uh i'm a little bit uh you're you know, more hampered a, by my age you're more of a shuffleboard type of guy at this point i don't even know if if i could handle real competitive shuffleboard i'm not i don't really have a, a competitive bone in my body what about hopscotch Oof. back in my day steve uh no not you blow out an acl <laughs> with hopscotch shuffleboards uh shuffleboards better we should find that should be the thing is to find a a sport that you could that you could excel in. Do you realize how many like orthopedic injuries are being are are are, are happening now because of something like pickleball? Yeah, but not cornhole. What what's the worst thing that happens in cornhole? You could throw out a, a rotator cuff tossing one of them little bean bags. You could get injured doing anything. Well, you could. Yeah, well, I definitely uh, could. Yeah, but uh, but you could, any any sport you can definitely get injured doing. It is true. Uh, it is true. I just I feel like there's got to be some of those sports that are sil- jarts. That's that was one that was that awesome was a when good one, kids. Man. Remember when you were kids, you played jarts. Do you know what we were talking about, Steve? Yeah, yeah, jar- lawn darts. Yeah. Where like if 
Like the winner was the kid that caught the jart right there in the chest. <laughs> they they took him away. They banned they banned the fun lawn jarts at one point because uh, some kid caught one on the skull ah. and killed him. See, that's why I played sharts my entire life. Were <laughs> <laughs> you professional? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I still am to this day. I like to see that scholarship. Never, yeah. never yeah. had an accident. Full ride to Brown on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You should see the name, image, and likeness, Scotty. Yeah. He really got on that one. It's 823 on Rock 102. It's 826 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Uh, traffic alert. Roadhog. A uh, single vehicle crash led to lane closures on I-84 in Southington this morning. The State Department of Transportation reported the eastbound side between exits 31 and 32 was completely closed off as of 8.20 a.m. The left lane was closed between uh, 31 and 30 on the westbound side. A backup of two miles was reported mm. on the eastbound side, according to the uh, DOT. The DOT said the crash happened just before 7. No word on injuries or a cause. Uh, but that's Luckily, uh, I-84 is not a very heavily traveled no. road. Nobody goes there. So no. I'm sure it uh, won't cause any problems there. So, and that, you know what, that was alerted to me by that Route 10 tire listener line, the text line, 413-293-1021. That's the helpful people. Yeah. I got a, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of messages here that are absolutely not helpful at all. <laughs> no. Well, they, they do that. Uh, somebody wants to do a Kim Kardashian thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's talking about cornhole. Someone's talking about Chinese food. They yeah, can yeah, send those, those pictures to that too. Uh, what? To the Route 10 tire line. Oh can, yeah. 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 You can text pictures. So, like, like if that. there's an accident or whatever. People have texted pictures. People have texted um, uh, video. All kinds that. of things. And, yeah. and we can uh, respond to it. It's not distracting at all. No. At <laughs> all. <laughs> what Just did you not- say? What, were you oh, distracted? I was too busy. entire listener line. And occasionally uh, you get someone who says, hey, I'm listening uh, to the stream from a campground in Florida. No snow here, 70 degrees. And all I'm thinking in my head is, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you want to say it. But I want to say it. it. I, I, no, I, would never, I would never be critical of someone who's having a hell of a lot more fun than me. I, I think it would be fun if uh, it was just like uh, all, all the girls sending Steve bikini pictures while he's trying to do the show right. with you. You know what? The first day we had this, this is absolutely true. First day that we introduced it, some guy took uh, pictures of uh, his bare bottom (laughs) and sent it to us. And then, you know, so later in the day, because, you know, the the problem with it is everybody sees it. Every uh, every everybody in the building who is on this system sees it. So uh, we have uh, so Erin upstairs is going through it because she's the one who kind of manages this whole thing, and she's deleting the picture of the guy's bare bottom. She says, "Just want you to know, I took ca- I took care of that uh, picture. Yeah, I took care of it. I took care of it." I'm like, "Well, you know, maybe uh, it's not all about you, Erin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we wanted to have that picture to discuss. Yeah, who, yeah who, may- maybe that was going to be uh, going to be my wallpaper on my laptop. And where do you get? It? Who made you the administrator of this entire thing? Yeah, who made uh, you deciding the... who's going to block out numbers and not whatnot? Yeah, <laughs> apparently Aaron is the bare bottom police here <laughs> in Rock 102. Oh, we can't send pictures of. Ba- you know, I was asking for pictures of boobs, and somebody sent a picture of us. So I was like, no, that's not the kind of boobs I was looking for. That's a nice set, though. I'm going to be honest. I'm oh, staring, well, yeah. I'm staring at it right now. It's a nice pair. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass news. 
With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Just to uh, remind everybody, we just talked about a single vehicle crash is, uh, has lane closures on I-84 in Southington this morning. The DOT reported that the eastbound sign between exits 31 and 32 completely closed. As of 8.20 a.m., the left lane was closed between 31 and 30 on the westbound side, and now a backup of two miles was reported on the eastbound side, and that was uh, 10 minutes ago. So not looking good down there on I-84 in uh, in, in uh, Southington. So don't go that way if you don't have to. That's a tough ask because that's, uh, that's the only way to go yeah. most places. Is it? Yeah, 84. And that's the thing. 84 is always, you listen to the Connecticut traffic report, you know, when they do that thing, they're like, oh, we're in the car right now. There's a backup over here by the, and then you start realizing how crazy it is. Like the flyover and the loop-de-loop. There's a four, you're like, this is a Hot Wheels track or is it an actual highway? I don't know. I once tried out years ago for uh, this place called Metro Traffic in Hartford. Yeah. It was like, it was back in like, I don't know, 2001 or 2002. And I had to go audition down there. It, because it was going to be like they were taking it was the it was probably the worst job offer ever because they needed somebody so right. bad but you would have to go up in a plane oh, two times boy. a day once in the morning and then once in the afternoon and you'd only get part-time pay it was the worst I, I was wondering if they made you make the helicopter noise on your chest like this is Steve we're up here right no, now they actually know. take you up in a plane I that was the, remember that guy Mark the shark the, the yeah, traffic yeah, yeah. helicopter a, yeah. used to going down there yeah, all yeah. the time that's what he was doing and 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 it's like I can't believe that of all the exposure you get with all that stuff that that is such the lowest paying job that you could possibly have is well, being a traffic reporter when you're putting your life at risk every day. And we were talking about the other day you and I off air yeah. we were just talking about uh the amount of small planes now and how it seems like there's more small plane accidents all the time because there's more small planes flying around. Right. There, but there can you I mean every single day if you're taking off in that plane to go up and look at traffic you're putting your life on the line. Yeah. We're, we're here. You just sit and answer the listener line. Oh, I'm putting my life on the line here every single day. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of danger <laughs> yeah. in this place. Yeah, the thermostat sometimes <laughs> is too low, you know. Hey, I, uh, got a, I got a paper cut the other day <laughs> hanging by the the printer. hurt a lot. That thing gets infected. A <laughs> hey, uh, Holyoke man is under arrest after on several charges after a traffic stop late last week. And we're just hearing about this now from a arrest that happened on Friday because <laughs> it takes that long to get the information over. Mass State Police said a trooper was patrolling I-91 in Springfield on Friday when he reportedly saw a car moving erratically on the highway. He followed the car under Route 5 in West Springfield, then tried to pull the car over. But the driver, identified as uh, 26-year-old Pablo Rivera of Holyoke, allegedly continued driving down several side streets before eventually stopping in a parking lot. Are they trying to pull me over? <laughs> Stop with the flashy lights in the mirror. They're uh, blinding me. Uh-oh. Someone's in trouble. While uh, speaking with Rivera, the trooper reportedly saw signs of alcohol and narcotic impairment. An investigation, which included a field sobriety test, determined that Rivera was under the influence and then was arrested. State police noted that a loaded gun that had been reported stolen from Georgia was found during an inventory of the car and Rivera was not licensed uh, to pro- possess those firearms. Uh, Rivera is facing several charges, including speeding, marked lanes violation, operating the in- under the influence of intoxicating drugs, 
failure to stop for police, illegal possession of a firearm, possession of a large-capacity feeding device, possession of ammunition without an FID card, carrying dangerous weapons, receiving stolen property at over $1,200, and an improper storage of firearm. All to be won here on The Price is Right. I'll take a uh, suspension of my license and three to five years of probation. What? Tell him what he's won, Bob! You've won nothing <laughs> you but won an a- aggravation and a loss of income. And the ultimate getaway package, a two-and-a-half-year stay at the Hamden County House of Correction. <laughs> you won a lovely parting gift of an interlocking device for your car. <laughs> but check out the sausage sandwiches over at the Hamden County House of Correction. You'll be eating like a king every day. <laughs> Here, king. Here, king. There you go. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, <laughs> the Governor Maura Healey will be in Springfield today to attend the graduation for the newest class of state troopers. The troopers will be sworn in by Healey at the Mass Mutual Center, and the governor will be joined by the interim superintendent of state police, State Representative Carlos Gonzalez, and the commandment of the State Police Academy. The 75 trainees will graduate after completed six months of academy training where they underwent intense academic, physical, and technical training. After uh, Thursday's graduation, the new troopers will be assigned to their barracks. The graduation will take place at 1 a.m. You always see these uh, these ki- these kids riding around with with the with the seasoned troopers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can always tell when it's when the, when a new class is coming because it's usually around springtime, and then they're they're doing doubles in the car. Usually, they don't do the doubles in the car unless they're training somebody. Well, I rem- my my cousin was a drill instructor in the uh, state police in Connecticut. And they they do like I think six months once you get out of the academy, mm-hmm. you have what's called a FTO I think a field training officer, and that's the guy that rides around with you and is like, no, you can't tase that guy. No, I know you want to, but no, you can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They, they're the ones that are supposed to keep you in line. Now, what arrives first, their uh, their diploma for completing uh, their work at the academy or the snowblower? Which which one comes first? <laughs> well, uh, at first, it's only a uh, a fifty dollar gift card towards a snowblower oh, at Home okay. Depot, yeah. and then once you actually are on the job for long enough, mm. then you get to start writing fake licenses for people. Oh, okay. and, well, that's, and, <laughs> that's all right. Do you not know the whole uh, process of the state police? <laughs> I, I listen. The only thing I know about police academy is what I saw in the movies. All right, uh, today's class. <laughs> I, 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 the coach in the um, the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer special. That's how I kind of like picture. That's what the academy is like. All right, kids. Today we're gonna rock about writing CDL licenses. Now don't take one unless you're gonna get something good like a snowblower or a driveway. Well, let's not include Rudolph in any of our troop yeah, state trooper games. Yeah, he's he's the narc over there telling everybody that we're doing this kind of thing. Tomorrow's class will teach you how to write tickets and not even be there on the job when it happens. <laughs> These poor guys are—they just went through six months of training. They're—they're they're really all squared away. This is this is this is what they get when they click on the radio. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're on their way to graduation. Abuse or something they didn't do. You know what these you know what these a holes are saying about us? Uh, it might not have been obvious Tuesday when snow created a hazy white wonderland over the landscape, but anyone zipping by Wednesday could see the Eastfield Mall. Gone. It's gone. gone. Leveled. Gone. Wow. Gone. Yeah. Those are good, good memories. Yeah, I know. Nick Yarborough wrote uh, in a public Facebook group, we finished up on the building today. Nothing left standing except Sears. Why Why wouldn't you tear that down? That was, is well, Sears that was, still open? The, the Sears, I think the auto center 
Sears. Oh, that's, that's still, that's still up. up. Yeah. Uh, that was in a Facebook group called Eastfield Mall 1967 to 2023. Nah. Oh. oh, man, I remember those you know, days. You know, it's weird. Um, <laughs> one this, so they've kind of given a little bit of a, a little bit of a clue what's coming up. You know, so they yeah, so there can be a Hobby Lobby, there'll be a Chick-fil-A, there'll be a Chipotle over there. But you know what else is going up? Two businesses that aren't going to be open on Sundays? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Uh, it, uh, an Old Navy is going up. An Old Navy? Wasn't there an Old Navy already in the mall? There One that was, was still operating? Yeah. So you basically tore down an Old Navy so that you could put in an Old Navy. Isn't yeah. that the you know what it is? They just want to make everything look the same. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You used to travel the country, you go to different states, and everything was unique. Now, no matter where you fly into, what city you go to, it all looks the same. Oh, there's a Staples right next to a Marshalls, right next to a thing, right next to a thing. So uh, my sister moved down to Atlanta back in the mid '90s. Yep, and that was when it was like the sprawling. You know, it just started to become the sprawling metro area. Yep. Now, the first time I went down there was in the, like, the late 90s, and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going down south. There's going to be like antebellum and, you know, these weeping willow trees yeah. and all this other stuff, right? You go there, and you cannot tell where you are because what you just said, mm-hmm. everything looks the same. Everything is in plazas. Everything. That's exactly the same. There's no, like, it's not like freestanding buildings here that we have for restaurants and stuff. They're all inside strip malls. And you know what? When you go to Arizona, you know what they got? The same exact strip malls. The only difference is is a cactus instead of a tree in the park. Yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe, maybe the sign outside of it is a little bit nicer than the one you saw in Indiana somewhere. Right, right. That's basically it. Now, for those that remember... There was the Eastfield Mall, but then back in the day, across from the Eastfield Mall was the Springdale Mall. Do you remember the Springdale Mall? Where was that? That was where the Stop and yeah. Shop and the Lowe's and everything is. They had oh, a Leechmere. Leechmere, yes. Child used- World, which yep. was... Uh, that was a good one. Yep. Child World, Leechmere, and then you had Toys R Us on the top, you know? And Child World and Toys R Us were like, uh, you know, the the Jets and the... What's the West Side Story? <laughs> <laughs> the sharks and the jets. Sharks, sharks and, and the jets. jets yeah. Yeah, 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 I had to remember what the shark. We saw that musical when I was in sixth grade during music class because the teacher didn't want to teach us that day. Oh, with the with the snap of the fingers. We're gonna, the- yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play West Side Story for you. <laughs> it was like the weirdest movie you ever watched in school. That's a good topic. I made about three minutes of that movie once, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done. Can't do musicals. The weirdest story I ever saw in high school. Yeah, uh, Blood on the Highway. Oh, that was I, that was the one during uh, like driver's education. Yeah, that was the best one. Blood on the highway, and, and then that, was, that, sh- that was the one that showed you like all the wreckage and you yeah. know like little you know recreations of a sixteen-year-old kid learning to drive for the first time and joyriding his way around a pole. And then at the end, they did that that scene where like. They did the reverse polarization of the image where yeah. it looks more like a skull, and they're like, that's yeah. what happens. They showed us that when I was in Cub Scouts. I was like nine yeah. years old. They showed us that. So there's a there's a, a category on Reddit, like a subreddit, yeah. that you can ask, like, hey, does everybody ever remember seeing this? And then you get all these internet <clears throat> sleuths trying to find it for you, and they, and they'll find you like old film strips and things like that that you remember from school. And I've been meaning to go on there and ask about this one. Remember the old, the reel-to-reel movie uh, things that they used to use? One of them was like this, it was a movie from like the 1960s, and it was these two kids who refused to eat their vegetables. And then they wound up being stranded on a 
deserted island. And it they didn't talk. It was just a narrator over the thing. And the only thing that was on that they had on this deserted island was like a like a crate full of cans of green beans and the kids didn't want to didn't want to eat the eat the vegetables and then by the end of the film they had they were bald. The two kids were bald because they wouldn't eat their vegetables. So it was like you're trying to get a point across. I'd really love to see that again. So is that so, what happened to you? Yes, that's exactly what happened to me. I didn't eat my green beans. I didn't pay attention to the film strip. Yeah. It's the that's back in the good old days. Don't right? even know how I got uh, erectile dysfunction. You don't even want to see that film strip. Yeah. <laughs> That was from not eating a lot of, you know. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, I think we're done. Here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, partly cloudy uh, to mostly sunny with a high at 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 37. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. If you're feeling overwhelmed. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 852 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 37. It's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 giving you a chance to go to a Springfield Thunderbird hockey game with Pat Kelly. Imagine all that. Uh, you enter into rock102.com by the end of the day on the 18th, which is coming up. Five winners and their guests will join Pat Kelly on Friday the 23rd to watch uh, your Springfield Thunderbirds take on the Hartford Wolfpack. Chance to go to a Thunderbird game with Pat from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, did you, you – know, we're just talking about the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show off the air. Yeah. Did you see the girl who were, uh, was on the roller skates and took a, took a crapper into the uh, crowd? No. Okay. So there was – and there was all these memes going around the internet of, like, this girl died and all this other stuff. Well, I, I found the TikTok video yesterday of the girl who did it. And she, it was actually really funny. She explains how she's like, I'm the girl, and she's got this big black eye on her. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's all messed up, and she's like, I'm, by the way, I'm the girl. I've seen your memes. I just want to let everybody know that I'm alive and well, and let me just tell you the story while I'm here. So she proceeds to say how she, she, she goes, this is why you should never lie on your resume. When she, when she started out in, like, acting and trying to get all these dancing roles and all this stuff, the agent told her, just just sit, mark down everything, that you, that you can do uh, all of this stuff, and then w- we can sort it out later once you start getting the, the auditions and whatnot. So she fills out that she's, like, this professional roller skater <laughs> on this thing. And she said, and usually when, they, when you get a call for a thing like that, you can learn how to do something pretty quickly within like a couple of yeah. weeks time so she, but she got the first call for the thing and was was rejected but two days before the super bowl or a day before the super bowl one of the roller skaters got covid so they had her she she's like yeah i'll do it and she goes and you would do it for 20 grand to, 20 grand she, she got, got 20 grand for, wow. for doing oh, the roller sure. skating thing she goes but i have no professional roller skating experience <laughs> And she went and she fell off the stage and she hit somebody's. Somebody had a phone with a tripod on it. That she goes, she goes, I hit that. She goes, I don't even know what I hit. I just know that I was, you know, knocked out. But the whole thing was because she lied and said that she was able to roller skate. I don't think I would go that far for it. That's twenty grand, though. Yeah, but you're on national television. Yeah. True, and, and, true. I mean, I, I know if you put me on roller skates. <laughs> I, it, 
There was no way I could say yes to that. And then uh, there's some sad news to come out of the uh, the puppy bowl. Oh, uh, no. uh, one of the uh, one of the puppies died. Oh, so soon. Yeah, Sweet Pea, which was my mother's dog's name, by the way. Sweet Pea. Sweet yeah, Pea. Yeah, that was what somebody named the dog before she. Was it, or is that what she did on the carpet? When <laughs> That's exactly what this dog did all the time. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Sweepy passed away after filming the puppy bowl due to her medical issues. She was only four months old. Oh, yeah, you know, terrible. And this, is the, this is the kind of crap that they put these dogs through? The, the rigorous the, the, training? Did, <laughs> did the dog <laughs> die? Probably you know, steroids, CTEs, yeah, all kinds of things. this is why it's all fixed. I watched the puppy bowl. <laughs> I watched the puppy bowl. Yeah. Instead of the pregame coverage, you know what I mean, right? But by the time the game comes on, you're tired. You just want to go to bed, you know. You do. But the puppy bowl, to me, is better than the game. Well, if you like puppies, who doesn't like puppies? What kind of animal? I'm sure there's a person out there that doesn't like puppies. <sighs> I mean, I mean, you'd have to be a, a real gutless, heartless bastard to not, to not like a puppy. puppy. But there are people out there that don't love them. The only thing I don't like about the Puppy Bowl is they're not really good at football. <laughs> it's not a real good game. Skill levels, not. It's, I mean, granted, it's it's better than what you saw uh, you know, later in the night, and they certainly knew the rules better than the San Francisco 49ers yeah, for, over, but... for overtime uh, for overtime rules. Yeah, they knew how to heal. <laughs> they went through that whole healing controversy a few weeks ago. That dog wouldn't heal on the sidelines during the national. No, that anthem. was Travis Kelsey. That was Travis oh, Kelsey. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, he was barking. Andy Rue Andy yeah. was trying to get him to heal, and he wouldn't. He knocked him over. Well, well, there you go. Uh, rest in peace, sweetie. Oh, it's, it's a lighthearted story to end on. Yeah, what? Well, uplifting. Well, this is what we do here. We crush dreams here. Rest. Hey, wait, watch the puppy ball. Well, four-month-old died. <laughs> and now we're going back to the listener line. Yeah. That's not... yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your death story. Two nine three one zero two one. What's your favorite dead puppy story? <laughs> 857 or Rock 102. <laughs> rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9... Eh, it's almost 9-11. Close enough. 9 that's, that's Boston or Rock 102. And uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Mostly sunny with a high of 36 25 in downtown Springfield. Let's uh, get out of the way that uh, this guy... In oh, yes. Is, uh, got uh, a comedy show tonight. Marty, comedian uh, Marty, Marty Caproni is in the studio. Big comedy show tonight. Yeah, I got Brian Bowden coming in. National touring headliner. Just uh, fresh off Vegas coming in and closing out the show tonight. It's going to be probably one of the best shows we've ever done. So uh, keep telling people to get your tickets. Get your tickets. From Vegas to Westfield. Do it now. 20 bucks. You get yeah. dinner and a show. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's tonight. Hey, what do you say we rip into the old mailbag? Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. I to the Bax and Nagel program. Yeah, we get your letters each and every day. Uh, this one is uh, referring to the uh, the union chat I was talking about uh, not too long ago. Yes. About uh, my experience with the uh, the unions when I was on the choo-choos. Okay. Right? Uh, greetings, Steve. I was sorry to hear of your experience with unions. What you described should not have happened. 
I believe it was not uh, representative of how union leaders act on behalf of members. Unfortunately, it is the bad experiences that make it to the airwaves. Proper actions and positive experiences uh, do not make for good stories. Conversely, I would not, I wouldn't take the time nor make the effort to relay a segment I heard on the radio that was not funny. Ooh, see, that's what you get. Wow. Be well, local. Uh, what have you? Whatever. Yeah, that's what you get. I told you, I'm from a union family, union pride, union made. Now, I wonder uh, how many uh, guys uh, stood around the computer and watched this man. (laughs) (laughs) And then when it was all said and done, uh, said, uh, I didn't get a lunch. Uh, I'm getting the extra half hour overtime. If it was a non-union email, it would have been littered with spelling mistakes and all sorts of quality control errors. He even ended it with, be well, you scab. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. That's your letter. Nine thirteen, a rock one hundred two.